the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We all know our political system is broken, and I don't purport to contend that one side bears all the responsibility for that and not the other. The fact of the matter is, though, the party that is in charge is the one that is graded the most harshly because they're the ones in charge. They're the ones you get to hold accountable in the midterm elections coming up. And we can argue about Democratic positions on education. I think they are totally wrong on education, pushing and denying they're pushing critical race theory, social-emotional learning, indoctrinating our kids long before they are emotionally capable of understanding sexual ideology, gender identity. I have an issue with that. I have an issue with the southern border and letting illegal aliens in. I have an issue with their economic policies that are crushing people's 401ks and retirements. Gas prices are a disaster. I don't like them hiring 87,000 IRS agents. I think it's deplorable that they actually advocated for protesting outside Supreme Court justices' homes which placed our justices in um, in physical danger. I think they used the Justice Department to weaponize uh, their uh, power against their political enemies. But the number one problem that they have, aside from all their policy problems, is an integrity problem. They lie without any compunction about lying. And... I can point to a couple examples. Joe Biden with Scott Pelley, Detroit Auto Show. The pandemic is over. The next day at the White House, Karine Jean-Pierre says, no, that's not what he said. He didn't say that. No, that's what he said. The pandemic is over. Like, he's not speaking a separate language. I mean, you are. You're speaking a separate language. We all saw John Fetterman look terrible the other night at the debate. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre is like, oh, he's uh, impressive, incredibly bright and talented. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, who could forget the uh, whopper she told the other day that it's uh, possible for voter suppression and record ver- voter turnout to be uh, going on simultaneously. I got the spinning wheel. I'm trying to play her saying that, and I got the spinning wheel. Anyway, she said it. <laughs> Trust me on this. She said it. Let me try one more time. Nope. Still spinning. Okay. Speaking generally, of course, more broadly, uh, of course, uh, high turnout and voter suppression can take place at the same time. They don't have to be, uh, one doesn't have to happen on its own. They could be happening at the same time. Okay. So this is lying with intent. Now she could come back and say, well, one person wanted to vote and they couldn't. And so that's voter suppression. So voter suppression and record voter turnout can be taking place at the same time. But she's applying a standard, specifics, to another standard, generalities. And you can't do that. Okay. 
So we have to get to the point where we hold our people accountable for the things that they say, and we demand some consistency from them in the things that they say. Which brings me to Ohio Senate candidate Tim Ryan. Now, Tim Ryan has denied the fact that he is a Joe Biden lackey, but he's voted with Joe Biden 100% of the time. He hasn't voted against a single thing, not one thing, that Joe Biden has sent to Congress to vote for. And Tim Ryan, oh, he's an American manufacturing, American jobs, 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 Ohio jobs. I'm Mr. Jobs, right? Well, three years ago when Tim Ryan was running for president, 2019, and he only ran for president long enough, not even long enough, for you to make a cup of coffee and drink it, he went to the New Hampshire candidate forum in advance of the New Hampshire primary, at which... At which he extolled a plan put forward by the state of Washington's governor, Jay Inslee, who was also seeking the Democratic nomination because Jay Inslee had unveiled a plan to get rid of the U.S. coal industry. And Tim Ryan talked about how Jay Inslee's plan was an amazing plan, one of the most amazing plans around climate he had ever seen. Now, you say, well, uh, a lot of things have happened since then. Gas prices have gone up. Tim Ryan's changed his mind. He's a different guy now. Okay, well, then why did he vote? Why did he vote for the Inflation Reduction Act? Which includes two tax credits, two, that pay utilities, First Energy and others, to shut down coal plants in favor of wind turbines or solar panels. He's incentivizing energy companies to shut down coal plants. How many people in Ohio are employed by the coal industry? 33,000. 33,000. So Mr. Tim Ryan, Mr. Jobs guy, Mr. Ohio Manufacturing, Mr. I don't play, you know, I'm a different Democrat, I'm a moderate, I'm an independent. He's a green freak, although I don't even think that's an authentic part of his personality. He's a power freak. That's what he is. He's been in Congress for two decades. And we talked about the perks at Google. We talked about the perks at at, uh, Intel. I would guarantee you they don't begin to compare to the perks of being a United States elected member of Congress or the Senate. They don't begin to compare. I would love to know. All the things you get. First of all, you ask for security, you get it. You get free health care. You get a salary of in or around $200,000 a year. And you can bill your office for just about everything. You can bill, you travel back home, all those things. So it's a great gig. I thought that was one of the most effective things J.D. Vance said in his debates against Tim Ryan. He goes, look, I know it's a good gig. I know why you want to keep it, but stop lying about my record in order to keep it. At least tell the truth. Yes, it would be nice. It would be really, really nice if our politicians would understand, and the only way they'll understand it is if we hold them accountable for it, if they would understand that, you know, i got to be honest with the people. I can't lie. I can't lie to you. Now, this is why I think Brian Kemp, the Georgia governor, is pulling away from Stacey Abrams in the battle to lead the state of Georgia. Georgia voted for Joe Biden, theoretically, allegedly, reportedly. 
than you would think in a state that has two Democratic senators and is turning from red to maybe purple and has an African-American woman who claims she was cheated out of the governorship when she ran for it the first time, you would think that Brian Kemp would be in a pickle to get re-elected. No, he's pulling away. And he has an interesting theory why he thinks he's pulling away. And the reason why he thinks he's pulling away is because people on the left side of the aisle keep lying to Georgia voters who are showing up in record numbers to vote while being told by Democrats that they are suffering from voter suppression. I think that's why they're losing the support of the middle. I mean, nobody thinks that is even remotely makes sense. They tried to cancel us two years ago. I stood up and pushed back because I knew this legislation that was going to make it easy to vote and hard to cheat. You know, even Stacey Abrams, who was one of the biggest critics, along with the president and a lot of, you know, woke corporate CEOs that were trying to pressure us in Georgia, she's still making this narrative that it's suppressive in Georgia. Everybody won't mention the fact we added additional days for people to vote early in the state, and they're taking advantage of it. What this is is early voting on steroids right now, and I hope Joe Biden's paying attention to it because the people of Georgia are going to send a message that they are tired of politicians like Joe Biden and Stacey Abrams lying to them. I really think it would be amazing to see what kind of success a politician could have if they would just commit to a few things. Number one, if they would just commit to tell the truth. If they would just commit to tell the truth. And they could not have to agree with everybody, but they could say, look, I'm in a tough situation here in that I know you want me to be, for instance, in my case, if I was running for office and I was talking to Democrats, they'd be like, ah, you, you're a pro-life guy. And I would be like, yeah, I'm a pro-life guy. My integrity tells me that's a life in the womb and I can't take it or endorse any activity toward taking it. So I prize life, including your life. And I would do everything I could to enrich your life. And you may disagree with me and that's fine, we can disagree, but I will not lie to you, which is better, that I would lie to you and misappropriate your vote and have you give it to me even though I don't deserve it or to tell you the truth and have you make up your mind. So we talk a lot on this show about the need to push back against the leftist ideology, the anti-God ideology that people can decide whether they're a man or a woman. No, that's decided for you at birth. It is determined by God before you were formed in your mother's womb. I knew you. That is scriptural. It is also truthful. You don't need to be a believer to know that's been settled science for the history of mankind. And we have schools pushing it, and it's sucking kids down into a black hole of depression and self-hatred. And it's also exposing a lot of kids who are not gripped by gender dysphoria or not lured into it to unnecessary danger. You might have seen the video of a high school volleyball match. It's not high-quality video. It's low-quality video, but it's certainly able to show how awful the consequences are when a boy plays a girl's sport because the boy says he's a girl. Early September volleyball match in North Carolina. A boy playing on a girls' volleyball team 
with his hair in a ponytail and all that, is set up at the net to spike the ball. He spikes it off the face of a girl on the other team. Of course he did. The spike was like 70 miles an hour. That's how hard men hit the volleyball. It's not how hard girls hit the volleyball. And the ball hit her in the face, and she's suffering from long-term concussion symptoms and, you know, all kinds of medical bills, all kinds of... I know a friend of ours who had a concussion from soccer. It was girls' soccer. The concussions can be severe even when girls are playing against girls. When it's a boy, and the boy imparts the force that only a boy can impart on a volleyball, and the volleyball hits you in the face, no girl should be subjected to that. That's bad enough, right? Bad enough. Well... Well, two things I find interesting here. Well, one interesting and one deplorable. The deplorable part is that the boy masquerading as a girl has taken the highlight of that and put it on their YouTube channel as part of their recruiting video, trying to get a scholarship as a transgender girl, touting how hard they hit the volleyball. And look, here's proof. I injured someone severely. The recruiting profile says five foot nine inches tall, taller than the average girl, 31 inch vertical, which that's almost non existent among girls, touches up to 10 feet high, that's also non existent among girls, grade point average right handed. Trying to get a scholarship off this. Now, the other thing that I find interesting, and I've looked at a bunch of different stories on this, you know what I can't find? The name of the transgender girl. It's not reported. Why is it not reported? Why? I mean, look, what do they say all the time? I'm being my authentic self. I'm really proud of who I am now. I'm allowed to be who I am. Well, then why is your name being reported? Why are, You're not protected as a minor. We read about LeBron James on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was what? 15 years old? Bryce Harper was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was a minor? We don't have a problem extolling the virtues of minors. You ever heard the name of a female gymnast who's a minor who gets a gold medal in the Olympics? I mean, you name like, what, 50 of them? But a transgender girl touting their accomplishments that they are only able to accomplish because they are, in fact, a boy, in no media account of this, even from right-wing sites, the name is not reported. So, clearly there's a double standard that is indefensible, and... If you're so proud of who you are and this is really how you were supposed to be uh, to live, then I wouldn't, I, I would understand, I would have no awareness of why you wouldn't be owning that. And, and you want me to celebrate who you are? Tell me who you are. So I don't think you're surprised by that, but it just points out. And I try to point out on a daily basis these kinds of things that you can ask questions of people who think this is all just such a phenomenal thing. And I saw some post online yesterday from some mom who was touting how great it is that their son is now a girl. Hmm. I hope that that particular young person's life does not result in the kind of feelings of betrayal that have often intruded upon the lives of those who think they're absolutely so positively certain when they are minors that they're doing the right thing, living counter to the way God made them. 
Now, as we end the program today, uh, you might hear the president as gas prices continue to inch down as he sells off our strategic petroleum reserve supply, touting the drop in gas prices. Here's Maria Bartiromo of Fox explaining why you are paying less at the pump and the hidden costs of doing so. Gasoline prices have been uh, pressured lower because the president is selling oil from the strategic oil reserve. And this is a very dangerous move. That's not an energy policy. It's unbelievable to me how many implications we have seen as a result of this energy policy out of this administration. This failure to deal with the drillers in America, this failure to actually encourage fossil fuel companies and encourage oil companies to do production. That's just not happening. I don't think it's really unbelievable to her. I think she fully understands why. Prices have gone up across the board because everything takes transportation. So Biden will talk about gas prices going down. He never talks or takes ownership of them when they are going up. Here's what he's spoken about publicly in the last seven days. Infrastructure, student loan forgiveness, his mammoth achievements as president, the fight against COVID, and yesterday uh, his military and foreign policy. If he gets clubbed in the midterms, it might be because he's not on message. Here's Josh Crashour of Axios on that topic. President Biden spent much of last week talking about abortion. And and a lot of Democrats I've talked to in the last week are concerned that the party spent so much time talking about abortion that they didn't address the many voter concerns about inflation and the state of of, of the economy. Uh, It's really interesting that there was a new USA Today poll out today when they asked voters, which issue do you care about more, inflation or abortion? And inflation won 56 to 40 percent. And that is what Biden's going to be talking about. The economy is going to be trying to attack Republicans on their positions on entitlements today. But we're less than two weeks away from the election, and a lot of Democrats wish that this was the, the, the message, that the Democrats were focused on the economy a lot more than two weeks before Election Day. Yeah, I heard a tweet yesterday from some uh, leftist commentator saying, you know, democracy is in danger and all people care about is gas prices. Yeah, we do care about gas prices. Uh, but we end today with the most absurd comment that I found from yesterday. Here's Nicole Wallace of MSNBC, deeply worried, deeply worried about the future of democracy, and she's ready to call in reinforcements to help preserve it. I don't want to get too off topic, but if you read through the papers this weekend, the threats to our elections in, (laughs) what, two and a half weeks are so pervasive and they're so dire and they include violence. I mean, do you think it's time to ask for friends and allies to come over and help us monitor our elections? We used to do that in other burgeoning (laughs) and threatened democracies. And we're we're a third world military junta here. We need we need I don't know who Haiti, Ghana, Swaziland to send some troops over here to police our midterm elections. That's Nicole Wallace, former conservative, now on the other side of the aisle. Man, am I glad she changed teams? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.